0: Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, John May Lone. In this episode, I don't have any regulars because it's currently very early in the morning. As for our guest, he is from Singapore, but currently in Bali. He's a freelance digital marketer and also a trained chef. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Derek Tech Kwa.
1: Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me, man.
0: You're welcome. So, how's life?
1: It's kinda right. You know, I just got to Bali a few days ago. So it's been you know, it's nice to have a change of location and all.
0: All right then. Sounds good. And have you been up too much recently?
1: Um, mostly work, trying to figure out like new projects, thinking of starting like trying to restart a new agency of my own. Um, did a boxing match a couple of months ago. Just a lot of random things. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So, so tell me more about your freelance digital marketing job yeah. career. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So I've kind of always been a freelancer. I started my career um, building websites. Um, I started. I've been coding since I was like eleven, twelve years old. I've always been, you know, a computer geek in a sense. Um, then left school at 16, and yeah, basically um, started my career building websites for people, after a while got kind of tired of, when you're building websites with people, it tends, you tend to end up getting very bogged down into like minute details, you know, clients will be like, this image needs to move two pixels, that kind of thing, and you're like, in the big picture, no one really cares. Um, So eventually moved on to kind of the bigger picture strategy kind of things. And that's how I kind of got into marketing. Um, Yeah, currently working freelance with mainly with an agency that's based in the UK that does like education marketing. So we work specifically with like schools and course providers and things like that.
0: Okay, great. So... What brings you to Bali? Um,
1: I've traveled a bunch mostly, you know, um, like a decade ago I had a stint where I did like 10 countries in two years, kind of nomading around. Um, I lived like a year in Canada a few years back, as well as a year in Sri Lanka. Um, last year, after, you know, after the whole COVID stuff and everything, last year I kind of started traveling again a bit, uh, I went to Amsterdam for a few months, went to the UK for a few months, um, yeah, Bali is a somewhere I've never actually been to, and com- kind of coming from Singapore, you get a lot of the like, how have you never been to Bali, <laughs> but mentioned I mentioned that, so I figured know, check Hi, it's it's about.
0: Out. okay, I can see that, and if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Um, so far, my favorite place that I've kind of been to is Montreal. That's kind of the closest that I've like wanted to live there. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of places that I've never been to that I really want to explore. Um, you know, Peru, Norway, South Africa. I think... I think my ideal would be kind of to live in like, like have kind of a home base somewhere for like six months a year. So like be in like Montreal for six months a year and then kind of travel for the other six months and explore different places.
0: Okay, that's cool. So what about your experience as a trained chef?
1: Yeah, so basically, I started cooking when I was traveling, like 10 years ago. Um, never really grew up around food. My mom hated cooking. My mom's the type who, like, eats to survive. And so I never really grew up around food. When I started traveling, um, when I was, like, 21, 22, I had to start cooking um, just for survival. The first cookbook I bought back then was called A Man, a Can, and a Microwave. Um, and then yeah eventually I just kind of fell in love with it and you know um, in like 2015, 2016 I think I emailed my favorite restaurant in Singapore it was like a mission starred place and just was kind of like I love your food, can I come and like learn from you and you know the chef basically was like I can't pay you but if you want to come a few days a week learn, we'd be more than happy to have you. Um, So I did that for a few months. I did another internship um, in a similar way, like about a year later, then kind of decided that, you know, that's the path I wanted to go to. um, The plan was to kind of switch careers to being a chef. So I did culinary school in Canada for a year, worked in Sri Lanka as a chef for a year, um, and was kind of planning to switch to that, but then COVID happened and I had to go back to Singapore and, you know, that kind of put a hold on those plans. So in the past few years, I've done a few part-time in kitchens, Um, it's just kind of on hold now, you know, post-COVID and everything.
0: Yeah, I can see that. What is the best way to start the morning?
1: Um, I don't really have that much of a ritual in mornings. You know, I'm usually more—I'm <laughs> more of a night person in general. Um, I guess mornings I tend to just like to kind of do nothing. You know, wake up, catch up with like my first thing in general is just like catch up with messages on like from friends and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, just kind of relax for a bit um i probably i watch some netflix and stuff to just yeah just kind of i wake up pretty slowly in general <laughs> okay.
0: yeah i can see that if you were given 500 acres of land what w- what would you use it for
1: um i would build an open a restaurant um, that's always been one of the big goals, like in the next, I guess, five to 10 years, the goal is to open my own restaurant. And so, you know, if I had my own land, I would, yeah, build that up and, you know, be able to design it in the way that I want and all.
0: Ah, very good. What's a common misconception people have about you?
1: Um, a good question. Um... I think a lot of, I think people when they first meet me think I'm pretty extroverted. You know, um, I've trained myself to be good at like the social thing. Um, when I was younger, like I used to organize the networking events when I was like 17 and it kind of forced me to learn to be social and stuff. Um, but in general, I think that drains me a lot. Um, and yeah, I think that's the thing that often surprises people that, like, you know, I think inherently I'm relatively like shy and like I like just staying at home and doing and like being by myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. Yeah. What is the one thing you can't live without?
1: <laughs> as bad as it sounds, I want to say my phone. <laughs> you know, in today's world just that connectivity has become so ingrained, right? It's, it's not necessarily ideal, I guess, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a thing where it's become, I guess most of us have become so used to it, right? it's very difficult to switch off and disconnect and kind of, yeah, disconnect from things. And I, don't, I think that's something that I probably would not be able to do.
0: Yeah, I I understand that. We've been so connected to t- technology these days. Uh, we if we like spend like a few minutes without them, what do we do? What do we do? Ah! Yeah, you know, it's a panic.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's like you don't know what to do with yourself anymore right? <laughs> without <Yeah>. technology.
0: <laughs> oh yes, of course. If someone wrote a book about you, what do you think its title would be?
1: Um, I I would hope it would be something along the lines of like unconventional um, you know the idea of like forging your own path etc that's generally what I've always you know wanted to build my life around and build my personal brand around in that sense it's always about the idea of like overcoming your fears and doing what you love building the life that you want on your terms yeah yeah, of course. Yeah, I think not enough people really do that. You know, it's very easy to get caught up in like, you know, it's very natural to get caught up in fears. And there's a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of fears and concerns that hold us back. And, you know, while most of these things can always be overcome, it's not always easy to break that mindset and get past it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you rather not be able to open any closed doors or not be able to close any open doors?
1: <laughs> I would say cl- the the latter. You know, it's probably better to you know, not be able to open it. It's better to like you know, have more opportunities you know, both in the metaphorical and, like, the physical sense, like, being able to go into places, etc. Then, you know, not. And, like, yeah, I think it's better to be exposed to more things, and, like, if you can't shut it behind you, then so be it.
0: Mm-hmm. Fabiuso. What stats for your life would you most like to see?
1: What's that?
0: Yeah. What statistics in your life <laughs> would you like most to see?
1: Uh, like about my life, huh? I think probably, I guess, break, like breakdowns of like time spent on things and stuff. Um, you know, that's trackable, but it takes a lot of energy and effort to manually track it. Um, I think that's something that'll be, that's really interesting and can help with like, you know, a lot of optimizations and making sure you're spending time in the right places. Right? I think a lot of us don't really realize where we're spending most of our time's time doing, and I'm probably guilty of that as well. Right? You get caught up in things, you just kind of go along with what happens, and you know, before you know it, hours have passed or whatever. And, you know, it's going to be very really interesting to see kind of that split. Yeah.
0: yeah, of course. If you had to lose one of your senses, which would you choose to lose?
1: Oh, uh... Probably smell? Yeah, I think... Just my gut feel smell.
0: <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense.
1: <laughs> it seems like kind of the least. I don't
0: know, like, I wouldn't want
1: to do, lose, say taste because, especially because of the chef thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, sight, hearing feels much more crucial to like day to day life.
0: Oh, yes, of course. What's the best thing you bought off Amazon?
1: Uh, The best thing. A good question. I don't. Nothing really comes to mind. Really, I haven't bought stuff in ages. Um, probably. Oh, probably like my sous vide cooker. (laughs) That's that's been, you know, um, just. Yeah, that's the thing I travel with. Um, time having, you know, having kind of, of that, like small amount of um is really useful for me.
0: Yeah. All right, cool, cool. When things break, do you prefer to fix them or replace them?
1: Um, depends on the thing, I guess. Mostly, I'd probably lean towards replacing. Um, but, you know, certain things have, if there's more sentimental value, etc if replacements are overly expensive, uh, you know, there are sometimes mitigating circumstances, but broadly in general, I would probably lean towards replace. You know, I think if something, I guess I think mostly if something breaks, you know, usually it's, I guess, for a reason, like, you know, it's been around for a while. And, you know, unless there's, like, an emotional attachment to it, you know, I feel like replacing and getting a new one usually lasts longer in the long run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What is the strangest dream you've had?
1: (laughs) When I was a kid, I once dreamt that I was racing a chimpanzee in, like, a triathlon. (laughs) So, that was probably the weirdest. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was very strange. There was like a goat as a commentator, I think. Not as far as I can remember.
0: Okay, that's cool. What has taken you the longest to get good or decent at?
1: Ah, um... I mean, I think, in general, with most things, I'm good at, like, learning things fast and getting to, like, an above-average level fast, but then getting to, like, that great level is tough. Um, I think the thing I struggle the most with learning is languages, actually. Um, I'm horrible at, like, learning new languages. I've tried on and off at different times, but, like, I'm so... Self-conscious about speaking and making mistakes in public, um, and languages are a thing that you can't really learn on your own. Right? Like cooking, things like cooking, coding, you know, most skills I can learn in private by myself with no one knowing that I'm learning it. Um, languages are hard to do that because this is so inherently like social, right? And because of that. You know, my level of self-consciousness and how much I hate making mistakes in public um, makes that difficult.
0: All right then, I can see that. It's uh, interesting, I say. What improved your life quality so much you wish you did it sooner? <laughs> um,
1: hmm. Good question. <laughs> um, uh, I don't really know. I want to my the biggest thing that comes to mind is like leaving school but then i also kind of left at like 16 so i'm not sure if doing it sooner would have really helped um I, yeah i think in general the traveling thing is a big thing um you know um, just exploring and being open to opportunities Uh, um, It's always, it's easy to get caught into the day-to-day like inertia. Like even for me, when I go back to Singapore, it's very easy to just kind of get, you know, get back into that day-to-day and then just never end up leaving. Um, Yeah, that's always a kind of a big thing that I kind of consciously want to avoid.
0: Okay, that's understandable. What's your favorite season?
1: Um, winter. I love the cold. Um, yeah, I love the cold and snow. Like, I'd much rather be in, like, negative 20 Celsius than, like, plus 30, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Would you rather be teleported 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Um,
1: I would say future, you know, as much as, you know, as much as like we complain about how the world is and stuff, right, in general, our lives are still much better, right? Like life expectancy is better, um, you know, like 500 years ago, there's much more, you new know, diseases, even stuff like racism, etc., You know, much more prominent, right? Um, A lot more existential, like threats to your life that existed like five hundred years ago, right? Now the bigger threats are more kind of big picture, like personal liberty, like personal rights and things like that, um, often. So you know, and in general, I guess as a tech computer person, kind of seeing how the and what things and opportunities are present in the future would be much more interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. You never might know what could be in the future. It could be beyond our wildest imaginations. It could actually benefit us for the greater good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, could, or it also could be just like wasteland with no people anymore. <laughs> you never <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. What fictional item do you wish you owned in real life?
1: Fictional item that I wish I owned in real life? Um, first thing that comes to mind is, like, the invisibility cloak thing. Um, you know, I, don't, I think that would be pretty useful.
0: <laughs> hmm. Alright then. Would you rather be really tall? or really short?
1: Um, I think tall. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think in general the world is probably built a bit more for people who are taller than shorter. And it makes you stand out more, you know, I guess there are more really short people than really tall people. That's yep. a gut feel. That might just be my bias coming from Asia. <laughs> People tend to be shorter, but yeah,
0: yeah, I, I understand. It's uh, it feels good to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> what silly or funny thing are you afraid of?
1: Um, I mean, I'm generally very afraid of heights, but that's very common. Um, less common, I think, I'm like slightly afraid of like clowns. Not, like, afraid, but, like, I find them kind of creepy. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: okay. I can see that. What could you give a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation whatsoever?
1: Um, I guess there the are two kind of main topics that you have done spe- uh, talks about before in general. So, it... <laughs> probably kind of cheats the no preparation part um, but I guess in today's um, today like these days I'd lean more towards like the food and cooking thing like you know um, the idea of like creating your own dishes how to come up with your own ideas um, your know, food as art and expressing yourself through it right the importance of that I um, it's something that I can go on for a while about
0: Ah, very good. Yeah. What always makes you laugh? Um,
1: hmm. huh, It's a good question. I don't know if there's
0: <laughs> anything specific.
1: Um, I do a lot of nervous laughter, but that's probably a different. Um. I think my go-to is like stand-up comedy stuff. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of like John Mulaney. Um, yeah. He's probably probably my go-to thing when I need laughter. Um, also, just have like, random like, comedy songs. There was like, this song called like, When the Squirrel Went Berserk, I think. Um, yeah, that was, that's always been a, thing that just, really amuses me.
0: Yeah, I agree. What's something you've learned for throughout your whole life?
1: I guess, I think the biggest thing is, to just kind of, go for it um you know i think and like to not be afraid to like reach out and ask for things um you know i think lots of people are get afraid of like you know putting themselves out there and reaching out um and there's so much that you can achieve and do that you won't know unless you like give it a shot right like like i mentioned you know i started in restaurants by just emailing my favorite restaurants and and being like, can I work with you? Uh, I started blogging back when I was a teenager because I, I sent a random email to Seth Godin, um, the marketer with like a random thought and he replied and that just gave me a lot of confidence. And what I sent to him eventually became my first blog post. I think that's been one of the big lessons of my life of like, you know, just reach out and put yourself out there and go for it, and you know, there's no harm in asking Yep,
0: yeah, that that's a that's a good piece of advice. What app can you not believe someone has not made yet
1: um I think life logging in general as a category is something that you know I'm surprised hasn't been done more of um I've seen a couple, there are a couple of apps that are new and coming out. Um, there's like rewind.ai that logs, that like records everything on your Mac screen so that you can search back in history of like what you browsed and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that idea, that general idea of like life logging, keeping track of like, you know, everything I've done, people have, what I've done, people i have spoken to, et cetera and automating that you know, transcribe, automating recording and transcribing past phone calls so I can search through what we spoke about like a year ago um, th- that's in general a thing that I would really love and have wanted for like a decade
0: alright then what takes a lot of time to master but it's definitely worth it
1: Uh. I'm going to go a bit meta and say, like, kind of building confidence. You know, like, I think confidence is a skill that, you know, you can practice and train. And like, you know, the idea of like trusting yourself and um, having the confidence to go for things. um, it, It takes a lot of time and effort to like, train and practice it. It takes a lot of conscious effort and you know even for myself i struggle with it a bunch right? um, but i think it's super important and super useful um, you know if you can kind of build that muscle
0: absolutely what flavor of ice cream do you wish existed
1: interesting i like weird ice creams um, <laughs> and like i've come across a lot of really strange ones like I myself, I made a kimchi ice cream, a couple like for a pop up last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I for me, I guess. Oh, one thing that comes to mind is like pine cone. I've read a lot about like pine cones as an edible thing, and apparently, in like, in, in like, I culture, pine cones are a big part of their culture, and I. Always wanted to try that, and I think it would be really interesting as like an ice cream format.
0: Nice. What should they teach in high school, but they don't?
1: Um, I think more just like soft skills, um, leadership, make. Yeah, decision making. I think. Coming people from coming back a you know, very different. Approach to decision making, almost trained, almost subconsciously to like approach. See, um, but in decision making aspect, um, is something people, yeah, aren't taught enough, eh? and we just kind of sort of learn it as we go. But myself included, are probably not great at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Derek. Talking about he works as a uh, digital marketer, a trained chef, traveling around the world and a lot of things. It's been great.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me, man.
0: You're welcome. And until next time, stay tuned for more.